Welcome to the ASOS podcast. Yo, welcome to the uh, ASOS podcast. It's myself, Manny. We got Oli, we got Afia, and we got Matt. Yo, 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 yo. Indulging in some big boy KFC. Matt, what did you get from (laughs) KFC? I got got a mighty bucket for one. I'm famished, so I thought I'd I'd eat this before we started recording. But the food didn't come now, so yeah, sorry guys. I'm going to be... In and out, talking, trying to yam my food. I feel like uh, anyone who goes KFC and doesn't get that meal or the variety meal is playing themselves. Unless you get, if not that, you got to get like a big bucket. Right then, yeah, that's that's the way I see it too. Um, but yeah, we've got a jam-packed show today because I know you've got like a lot of albums to go through. So let's get the ball rolling. Uh, sweet, let's get this ball started, yeah. Um, so I think the biggest album that dropped this week of course, is Megan Thee Stallion's good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way you're laughing, Oli, I think that you should take the lead. What, what, give me your thoughts on Megan Thee Stallion's good news album. Uh, I'm going to speed through this. I I don't really like Megan's music, and this album kind of solidified that. I um, bet you like a body dog. No comment. But what I will say is that the first track, it caught me off guard. It hit me with like a little one-two. Now that, ooh, Megan's got bars. Is is, is this a theme for the album? And, and it was. It was the same message rehashed with some erotic talk as well on some other tracks. It's, it's just hot garbage, man. There's like two decent tracks. I wasn't feeling how she sampled the Easy E track on Girls in the Hood, I think it's called, which is a really original title. It's just, it's trash. I just feel like it's like, sometimes people call that nursery rhymes and I feel like this album is legit, legit nursery rhymes. Like there's, there's that body track where she's just repeating the same word for like 45 seconds. I couldn't believe that shit, man. Yeah, it's that. And Don't Rock Me To Sleep is literally a lullaby. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's so bad. It's oh it's God. so bad. And like the things you're saying about the Tory Lane, like I feel like the bulk of this album is about Tory Lanes. And then outside of that, she has no content other than those nursery rhymes. And the stuff she's saying about Tory isn't really that engaging. It's not compelling. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's real or not, or her side of the story is real or not. I mean, I I, I don't believe her depiction of the events is accurate. Um, but do you Tori, not believe Tori her depiction better. of her events accurate because she's not as outspoken as Tori or what? Like, what, what, mm. what makes she? No, because like there's like a history it. of um, people saying she's like abusive and stuff like that and then she'll recount different stories which are wildly different from the victim, for example. So I, I feel like... like, like when, Tori described his, when Tori described it from his perspective, it seemed like he went into so much detail, even in the yeah. songs. yeah. And I don't know how much that's just to do with, like, you know, artistic ability, but it just seemed to me like he was speaking the truth, whereas her one just, like, more bravado. No, Meg can rap and talk about topics, so I don't think it's anything about artistic ability. It's just, I just don't think she's entirely telling the truth. How about this? How about this point? Oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. No, go on, go on. I want to hear what you're How about this point of view, right? Like, she is involved in the potential court case with Tory Lanez. So mm. perhaps she can't really speak on the case too tough. Then so don't make a whole album around it. 
I think people deal with things differently and Meg has received criticism for the way she deals with trauma in the past, like when her mum passed, for example. Mm. Um, And I think I I echo what Manny is saying. We have to be cautious about how we speak on this matter because we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know what she's dealing with or he's dealing with. And um, because it's such a serious situation, I'm inclined to hold comment at this point. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I think either of them could be lying. Either of them could be telling the truth at this point. I mean, it's starting to turn into, um, who is that guy who said the MAGA people tried to get him outside of a subway? do you know what i'm saying like if we're not careful it's going to turn into that kind of situation we just got to wait for the facts allegedly, allegedly. i hear what you're saying allegedly. i hear what you're saying right i hear what you're saying but this is the thing i want to say here now yeah that's all he said if you can't talk about it don't talk about it for one and two um i feel like this whole situation has been blown up into more than it had to be because of the mm. fact that the she whole, was the shot whole in the foot. She, I don't think she was shot anyway. The other part of it as well. Oh man, I forgot what I was going to say now, but basically. Oh yeah, I just feel like. I think she got a graze. I think if she was really shot, like Tori said in his song, there'd be like some sort of crazy damage or anything like that. Like she was like running about, she's dancing with VMAs and stuff. Well, but how do you I guys think that at the end of the day, the girl was, sh- even if she was grazed? A bullet hit well, her. A couple of days later, she was in the pool dancing, though. Yeah, like she life didn't change her at all. I don't get it. Mm, no, yeah, but think also, about think about what you're saying. A bullet could have her. potentially very seriously injured her, though. Yeah, but what if there was a struggle over a gun and it led to her getting shot? So she's saying, so, "Tori, you shot me. Maybe the yeah. gun was our safety." But in reality, she's a reason for it. Do you know what? Yeah, all we need to learn from this situation is that America's gun culture is a mess. That's it. So why is there even a gun there in the first place for people to be pressing? The reason there was a gun there in the first place is because these guys probably wearing millions of dollars worth of jewellery or however much worth of jewellery and they didn't want someone else to come to Security, security, security. Her security guard wasn't there that night. And that's mm. why he was so mad at the situation. But my other point I was going to say this year, we, you pointed out before, um, Afia, that we do not know the ins and outs of the situation, so we can't speak on it. But if that was the case, then we can't speak on anything because we don't know about anything, really. No, none of us are proper. And, and, yeah. and to build on so that, yeah. I would say, if you don't want people to talk about it or speculate, you shouldn't put it out there. The moment people put it out there and build a whole album around it, it's just gonna. It's, it's gonna open discussion. Maybe this is her way of speaking on it. It's like why? Mm. Why? Because, for example, let's say someone like Beyonce. When Beyonce wants to speak on something, she doesn't even do interviews. She barely speaks on things except through her music. And yeah, and maybe is. this is the way she chose to deal with this situation. I, I wonder. I'm, I'm just a bit. Go on. No, but I feel like <laughs> Beyonce doesn't sit with Becky with a good hair. Yeah, now everyone knows about Becky, Becky with a with good, a good hair. hair. But Megan's just like, oh, Toby, you shot me. You're a little bitch. Ah, you're short anyway. I don't like you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's not about... Okay, listen. It's, the situation was public already. People mm. knew that there was a situation. They knew Tori was involved and she was involved. So Beyonce can't say who the girl is. The fact that Beyonce came out and said there was a girl at all was enough. Do you see what mm. I'm trying to say? So I don't see a difference there. 
Oh wait, I want to say one more thing. Um, it also surprised the features of this album, and I was curious if this means that they side with Meg and they're just not going to support Tory or jump on anything with Tory. I find that interesting. Anyway, um, my rating is wait. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, shout out song first because I haven't gone yet, mate. So sorry. Yeah. Okay. My my yeah. shout out song was shots fired. Okay, cool. Look, I'm going to keep this brief. I'll compare, like, all of the drama aside, I'm comparing Megan on her artistic merit, merit, right? Megan is being placed on the same pedestal as a Nicki Minaj and a Cardi B. Do you guys agree or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yep, yep. artistically, those are the ones I have to compare it to. More so, I'm going to compare it to Cardi B's first album, Invasion, Invasion of Privacy, right? Ooh, that slapped. Yeah, so I looked at my rating for Invasion of Privacy once I listened to this album. And Megan isn't nowhere near as good as Cardi B. Like, I'm not going to lie, like, that nowhere near as good as that Invasion of Privacy album. This album doesn't even scratch it. And that's really disappointing because... Of all the female artists that have come out of the US, she's probably the one that's had the most hype and positivity surrounding her journey. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, she's had the biggest uplift, and yet, like, she couldn't deliver. And I doubt she's going to have the same fanfare this time around come her next album. So, um, she's... Excuse the pun, but... She really shot herself in the foot with this. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that, that was excellent. That was, that was outstanding. That was, that was yeah, bars. You should be a ghostwriter, money. <laughs> All right, I'm up next. Yeah, okay. My view is this: right, album's trash. <laughs> I feel like I always say, I always say, right, that with um artists, sometimes if you have certain people around you, it can either um boost or 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 give a decline, reduce the, the the quality of your music. So for an example of this, I always look at the good music artists and how everybody on the on good, not good music, sorry, Dreamville, sorry, that's the one I want to point out, and also TDE, so that's um, Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, and the rest. Dreamville is J. Cole, um, um, what's it there? Cause, um, Bass is there as well, and Ari Lennox. So my point is that when you have these artists around you, that I guess listen to your project as you're making it and give you feedback say this is good this is bad yeah. it's very difficult for you to release a, a shit album because they're going to tell you like this isn't it do better and then you, you learn from it and then you, you fix it I, I just thought to myself Meg nobody told her that her album was rubbish so she made these, these songs she did body and thought oh it would be really cool if I did body yada, 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 and, and that would be cool like no it wasn't. <laughs> who told me that's good? The problem is she signed to Rock Nation, right? But who is around her? She's not, like, she's not, she's not signed to Rock Nation. Rock Nation's a management I mean, company. Management. But, yeah, so a music team, I, I feel like she's on some... She had a legal battle recently, she, well, she's still in the midst of one. So yeah. her actual record label is um some very small label in, in Texas or something like that. But all I know okay. is that, that whoever told her that this stuff is good, a lighter because it's trash and she needs to just get those people away from her and she's going she needs to go and sit with someone 
that has her best interests at heart and yeah. and wants her to make good music. Because like, when you look at it, yeah, Cardi B is probably less talented than um, Meg. But whoever she has around her, they made sure that her album banged. Her album was really good. And I was surprised by that. But we all know that Cardi B is not an amazing rapper. No, 100%. So, yeah, this shows you that you need to have people around you that's got that quality and, and can bring it out of you. But yeah, that's me. Um, my standout song was Intercourse. That, that was my song. standout song as well. Yeah. But um, anyway, carry on. Afia, what's your, what's your view? Um, I, I also think it was hot garbage. It's unfortunate because I do like some of her other tunes and I, I did have high hopes for this project. But, um, you know, especially being a female rapper, I feel like we're in the in the age of female rappers at the moment, both here in the UK and America. Um, but yeah, it didn't, it did not bang for me at all. If I had to pick a first and seconds or like top two tunes, first would be Savage with Beyonce, of course. Second would be Body. And I listened to that tune like well over 10 times before I decided on that. I think, and I said this to you guys, it's a bop for like when you're getting ready to go clubbing or something like that. And I can imagine a lot of girls will enjoy listening to this in the clubs next summer or the summer after. But to be honest, the rest of it, yeah, hot garbage. That's it. I'd give it a two. To add on to what you're saying there as well, by the way, um, I have seen it's, it. It seems like it's already becoming a viral thing on Instagram where mm. girls are posting up pictures of themselves or videos of themselves and with that song in the background. So maybe it's a TikTok thing or whatever. Can I just say um, my favourite well, bar from this particular tune just before you is I'm a hot ebony, they're going to click it if it's me. All my pictures been getting these N-words through the quarantine. I think that is brilliant because it is so true. <laughs> I love that bar. Anyway, carry on. You see, it's guessing the women up. <laughs> I love but- it. So yeah, maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a bop for women. I don't know about for men. It's trash. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's what I want to say. It's, it's, it's going viral. So maybe I think nowadays we see that we see a lot of songs that are specifically designed to go viral, and maybe that's one of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. When I was listening to this album, all I could hear was sucking nigga dick. He got him a pussy good. Fuck the mother bitches. <laughs> As fat twerk twerk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I am kind of over the. I bet you did. <laughs> no, I am kind of over the stripper music a little bit. Like, I I enjoy stripper music at times. Yeah, no, that would, that song would. I'm not gonna lie. I can imagine. I can imagine, um, a stripper dropping off a pole to that in Miami. That 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 song would go off for that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, there That's are. I, I I've noticed female artists make tunes specifically for strippers you know you can see that like Nikki with bees in the trap for example yeah it, 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 it definitely is a thing but I don't think it's just female rappers I think male rappers do it too like, yeah but I think it, I think it's more enjoyable when it comes from a female rapper do you get me it's more empowering I guess yeah yeah but anyway moving on it's a two for me Ooh. it's a two for me as well yeah, two from me. So that's a resounding two then. It's a standout song. Sorry, Meg. You unanimous. She's wow. still a stallion. Mm. <laughs> I'm she is. Cool. She's right, still a pony. Meg and the pony right now. We're waiting for the stallion to come true. My little pony. 
Anyway, let's bring it back to the UK. Uh, so, who dropped from uh, the Manny, UK? Manny, sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you. Sorry, but yeah, I just want to say, um, one more thing I make. I think it was Lippy Lickshot was on, on social media this week saying, it's actually mad how Meg gets so much ratings and has such a big platform, such a big profile. Yeah. As a female rapper. When in the UK, we have all of these other female rappers that are better than her. And it's true. We do. We have, we are, we're actually, like you said, I feel we're blessed right now with a lot of quality female rappers like um, Lady Lusha is one, um, Miss Banks another. There's, there's so many quality rappers. Even pointed out that one, that one, the Gaslighters are actually really good. And I'm not sure if I agree with him with that, but yeah, it's the fact that there's a lot of female rappers right now that are doing their thing. Nadia Rose is another. There's yeah. too many. Trillery Banks, like, come on. It's too look, many. Look, from when Little Sims is added to Barack Obama's playlist or something for the summer, you know that the UK women are going to start getting recognised all over the world. Big up Little Sims. She's so cool, and man. And it's well-deserved. Really calm, really nice person. Mm. Calm, calm, calm. All right, then. So, moving on to the UK, uh, Let's look at Lowski's album now. So this album's titled Music, Trial and Trauma, A Drill Story. Who wants to take us through this one? Mm. I actually... Can I start with this one? Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. Because I actually got some quotes for this. Give me, like, a second with my binder. Okay. Wow. So, this one is that binder. No, no, really. For real, for real. <laughs> so, like, real talk. I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm not someone who's really listened to drill music. I come from the era of grime. That's what I enjoy. But I have been so impressed with some of these like up and coming artists. You know that I've, we've been listening to for the past few weeks. And Lowski is no exception. And one thing I really enjoyed about his work was um, there was low-key a lot, a lot of politics in there that could... He translated a lot of politics into something that was consumerable for his audience, and I loved it. And my top tune from the project was um, Anglo-Saxon because of that the visuals, the juxtaposition of like these young, very outspoken, strong black men against the backdrop of this English imperialistic history that we were all, you know, it was, it was, we all had to learn this in school, whereas our history was very overlooked. And to see that just juxtaposition in the visuals as well as the lyrics, it was, I found it quite powerful. I found it really powerful. Yeah, so I was impressed. Hmm. So, like, like you, Afia, um, I'm not really into into grime, and I think Manny put it, put it nicely the other day. I don't understand chefing my ops, so I didn't I didn't expect much. But I've been pleasantly surprised by the amount of grime, not grime, sorry, drill stuff that I've been liking as of late, and I don't know how to feel about that. But um, this album was really good. So the first half, um, I would say, is heavily drill. And I liked it, but I didn't like it that much. But as soon as I think Avengers is a tipping point um, with Fredo and Popcorn, as soon as that track comes on, like the whole tone of the album completely changes. And then 
towards the end of the album after Interlude 2, which I thought was amazing, taking um, that small excerpt from Akala talking on This Morning, I think, we're talking mm-hmm. to Piers Morgan. Yeah, I love um, that. I thought that was an amazing touch, especially given the actual title and how that's actually relevant to him and his um, personal life. I really liked uh, the old school gram influence in the following tracks, Black, uh, Blinded and Life So Deep. Um, Black was my standout song and sampling Black Boys I thought was a really clever, clever touch and he modernised it for today's youth. Um, Blinded, I think, is another bashy song. But I can't remember which Blinded one. Is well, by Blinded the by the Lights. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's by about? the streets and it was, um, what's his name? Something fish. Mike, Mike Skinner. Skinner. Mike Skinner. That's yeah, but I swear Bash done a remix on the Chapa Chaps tape. I love that tune. I loved it. I swear Bash done a remix on the Chapa Chap tapes. Yeah, he probably did, but it's not yeah, his Bash, tune. Yeah, he did the remix. He did the remix. And yes. No but, no, but I get what he's saying. His remix was really, really good. Yeah. And that's, that's where I, like learn about shoes from from that remix um so the only the only thing i would say is that i'd have loved to see bashy jump on one of these tracks dust off his his notepad and just yeah, i hear that as well because bashy is low-key one of the greatest ever um, wait why are we MCs? talking about bashy because he's like the last the last because couple bashy of tracks deserve to be spoken about that yeah his last couple of tracks are heavily influenced by him and i feel okay. like um, man, Bashi's sick anyway. I, I feel like it would have been a nice touch to have him there, especially when you've got people like Mike Skinner, Akala, and even Emily Sande on, on the album. Can I, can I tell you a story quickly about Bashi? Yeah, so when I was younger, I went to this... Um, but you grew up in the East, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I went to this Barclay card, well, Barclays Masterclass um, on the top of uh, Canary Wolf, and it was hosted by Bashi. So back in those days where you didn't really have, like, smartphones, you only had, like, the best feature on your phone was a voice recorder. So I had a voice recorder of Bashy saying, it's Bashy, oi, big up, manual still. <laughs> that, f- that phone got stolen. And then, yeah. Lost oh, that. no. My condolences. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, thank, yeah, thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> Who's next? Story, Who's next? Really appreciated that. I'll go next. Um... Lowski is someone that I heard about like a, a while back, to be honest with you, because I have siblings that are of the age where they will be listening to Jewel heavily. That's like their main, probably their main albums that they listen to. And I paid no mind to it because, like, okay, okay, you're talking about Lowski, but what's the music scene? I, I didn't hear it. I wasn't bothered to go and find out about it. So listen to this album going into it, um, knowing this guy is highly rated by his, by his peers, but, and by his audience, but um, not really expecting much. But I do know that with Jill rappers, in my opinion at least, there are a handful that are actually very, very talented rappers, full stop. But their chosen genre is Jill. But I find that, generally speaking, a lot of Jill rappers are rubbish, but they just have good flows, but they got no real lyrics. Oski's definitely a talented rapper. His whole album showed that throughout like, pretty much every song, he had some sort of notable bar, and I thought to myself that this kid has actually got a real talent here. And he actually had really good like beat selection as well, which I think sometimes is overlooked, but some rappers just have a, have a knack for selecting good beats, and some don't. So even if their raps are good, it wouldn't matter because the beats are trash, but no, this is not the case here. 
Um, as Afia said, Anglo-Saxons like a really good song. I really quite enjoyed Avengers with Fred, Fredo and um, Popcorn. Um, Flavor with Stormzy was really good. Like, I, I really like whenever Stormzy raps. Like, it's very rare that Stormzy does a song that I don't like, but it was good. Um, cute with H. I really like H. I always say this in the pod. Like, H is just like, he's not doing anything wrong. Like, every, every time he makes a song, I like it. So You yeah. reminded me of something I wanted to ask, ask but um, continue. Pretty much, but yeah, like I just think to myself, like, he's he's just on a roll. So whenever he features, I'm expecting something from him, and he's delivering, and he definitely delivered on this track. Um, the interlude of a color on it, it was a, it's a snippet that I think probably most of us have heard before, but it's very powerful. I think the color's quite is he really is actually probably the the strongest black voice in terms of just like as an as an orator speaking about black matters. I don't think there's anyone with a more powerful way of speaking than him, or at least not for me in the UK. Um, and that leading into Black was just perfect. And then Black going into Blighted is also really good. Like the album was like a really solid album, but mm-hmm. I would say the second half was definitely stronger than the first, but the first half was strong as well. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I, I don't even know what I want to rate this album. I, I said it in the, in the group chat earlier on today that I, I want to rate it highly, but I'm not even sure I am with that. But we're not going to get the ratings yet. I'm going to give my standout song, which is Black. And uh, yeah, Black for me, so like Manny, was, I'll let Manny speak. Cool, cheers, mate. Um, for me, basically, I echo like what Oli said. It was the first part of the album was very drill. And then after the interlude, I think that's when he starts to open up and start appealing to a more mainstream audience which is probably like a smart tactic, if I'm being honest, because a lot of the features he has on this album are very strong. I, like, none of the features really miss, um, including Davido. Like, I thought that was, you know me, guys, I like my Afro beats. I really enjoyed that Niger Man track. Hey, my um, guy, Davido. I like that yeah. track. Boy, boy. I was actually feeling that track too. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh the Carlo interlude, I echo what everything you're saying. And the fact that a young driller is brought in Mike Skinner just shows that he's probably like a student of the game or he has mm. the right people around him, someone that's crafted that idea. I, I, like, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I also want to point out as well that, as Ollie said, there's a couple of other tracks there that are sampling old classics. So, again, it does lead back to being a student of the game, not yeah. just someone that's coming and making music right now. He, he, he knows the songs from before. Probably songs that he's been brought up on. I don't know his family situation, he's got an older brother or yeah. cousins or whatever that played these songs for him when he was younger. But it's definitely something that's influenced him as he's grown up. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I guess my standout song... Um, I really liked Life So Deep before I was proper introspective as well. Um, I liked Blinded, uh, but my standout song is going to be Black too. Quickly though, um, this is like off topic, but H, I feel like he's a solid feature artist, but I don't feel like he can make a solid album. Because of his accent. No, no, not because of his accent. <laughs> not, not because of his Only, accent. Only the accent slayer. <laughs> not because of his accent. I actually like his accent when he raps. I just feel like he puts so much energy into his feature tracks that when it's, when it's time for an album, I don't think he has enough to make 12 tracks where he has to do 
more than one verse. Oh, he, re- he released an album earlier this year, right? It was called Polaris. Yeah. Polaris, yeah. I, yeah. You know what? I didn't listen to it. Me neither. But since, since the album has come out, he's just been doing features, and I, and I liked all of the features he's done, so I'm going to go back and listen to it as well. But I'll say this, yeah. Sometimes, probably, like, let's give you an example. Right? We are really going off on a tangent now, but look at Pusha T, right? Pusha T was part of a duo. Mm. And then when he first went solo... He struggled, I feel, to fill out the album with his, all of his bars because so, he basically had to double his work right? Pusher's name. That's a Don't fact. That's why his first album, his first album had a lot of Listen. features. Like, every track had a feature on it. So, Apart from King Push. Yeah. Okay, so one song, over the rest of the songs have features. My point is that sometimes what you said is true. Sometimes artists do struggle to put out do go and do many bars of high quality. That, that's the yeah. difficult part of making an album by yourself, where it's no feature. It's that one feature, and you haven't made a song for like two weeks. You might have a lot of like creative juices flowing in your mind. When you make an album, it can be easy to um, kind of run out of steam a bit. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, yeah. I do, I do, I do, I do get that um, aspect of it. And he's but again, he's still young. He has so much time to improve and to grow and to flourish into better, into even better rapper. Before, so I, I do believe you. Before we go like on too long can i just say how sick the album art was as well by the way mm, I just getting yeah, back to the the album art on this was crazy sick yeah it actually so was it was right, let's let's put some meetings out there well four. i give it a three oops sorry what did you say four yeah four after you're saying three yeah manny what are you saying oh you go first no, no, Manny, you go. I know you're going to do a tactical vote, so right. you go first. <laughs> you go first. See, the thing is, I really enjoyed, no disrespect to Lowski, but I really enjoyed... Um, Nothing to do with previous albums. Wait, there. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I really enjoyed <laughs> past, past Lou's album, and that, for me, was a four. So yeah. he's from the same school, right? Hold on, hold on. I just feel like Parsley has pipped him in terms of quality mm-hmm. on this album. I really enjoyed that first I agree. third of the <gasps> album. Had the whole album, like had 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 that had had the same um same momentum as the final two thirds. And this is, would have easily been a four for me, but uh, it's a strong three. So that's something that, like, I think you should be happy with. For now, it's his first project, and it shows that he's got massive, massive potential in the future. See, I appreciate you not um, doing a tactical vote there, Manny. It shows that you're you're a big man. But um, I'm going to give it a four because I really enjoyed the album, and I think he deserves it. And I feel like this is probably like the first. Drill album that's an actual drill artist that's been given four years from us. So I think that's actually quite a testament to the quality of his projects. So I think that I want... this is better than Parsley. I completely agree with Manny. I, I think, think this is better. I think it's better. And I I the reason why I say that is because he's he's flexed a lot more creativity. He's leaned on a wide range of stuff, mm. and he's pulled it, he's pulled everything together. Amazingly well, the interludes—it's like a throwback to old albums. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's actually a proper cohesive album, and not just a, it's not just tracks. It's it's, it's yeah. got sections to it. It's, it's taking you through a journey on an and album. You don't it's think that you don't think that that was there in Pasolini's project. 
I don't Possibly think it was, was as well good. put together. It wasn't as polished. Really? It was I, not I, I, said, I said it was a good album, but it wasn't polished. But literally, what I said last week as well, not like I'm making this up, it's, this, it's a good album, and I could see the, the roots there of the quality, but it just wasn't polished enough. It wasn't the correct... It wasn't fully... Done I, that you know what, that's fine. Sometimes, sometimes a diamond doesn't need to be polished. It's still a diamond, you understand? Exactly. I think with this album, he did, he, he definitely didn't start off strong. Like, did you guys enjoy the first, no. the first third of this album? Yeah, I did. I, like, Let's put it this Teddy, way. I feel Teddy like... Buckley's I, too, I, thought was, I thought was sick. The thing is, yeah, none of us like drill. And the first half of the album... Is very drill orientated, but the fact that it it it, it captured us shows it's 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 actually quite good. It's like it's like a Jekyll and Hyde album, but it pulls it off really well. Do you know what? I think the project itself is great. We're doing too much comparing it to Pasalu anyway. I don't know why yeah. he's become the standard exactly, but I think the fact that he has speaks volumes about his artistry as well. Mm. So that's what I'm going to say on that one. But yeah, we need to stop doing that comparison thing anyway, because I do think that even though they're from a similar school, as you said, that they, they are different. I, there were dis- distinctive differences in um, their styles and everything when I was listening to it. So I don't know if we can make the comparison anyway. But the comparison... I can't even say that we shouldn't do it because it's all about having things like um, moderated, right? So it should be yeah. like, you've got to compare things, right? That's fine. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I just feel like these albums are quite different. And if you do this to them back to back, you'll understand what I'm saying. Like the Lowski album is really polished. Maybe, maybe like he's got an executive producer on his album that just helps him to piece it together better. Like sometimes you can, you might have all of the right pieces of the puzzle, but you can put them together perfectly so the picture isn't perfect. And, do you not and, like, sometimes think that do you not sometimes think that a project being slightly rough around the edges can actually add to its character? It can. It, it really can. But well, I can't I, think I of many think, examples where that's the case, though. I, I don't think that's the case for Pass I Lose. Oh, like, Pass album's great. good, but it's not great. This album is great, and it's, it's great for many reasons. Well, we'll just have to agree to disagree as well. Yeah. yeah. I can do that. Yeah. So, but it's the four, though. That's the main thing. Get in no, there. It's not, it's not a four. <laughs> it's, it's a three. three. It's a three. It's a three. Okay. two fours and two threes. That was like a three. And Manny said a strong three. A strong three. So I'm, I'm saying it's like a three. No, no, but I, I, I gave it a strong three, three as well. If you've got two fours and two threes, right, then surely no. you've got to round it up. How would you, no, not, how would you round it yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to round it up. You have to get the average. Yeah, so that would be 3.5 and you round it up. Round it up. So, look, yeah, let's not go and have a math lesson right now, but it's a four. So, I love you guys. And let's move on to the next one. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Manny's fist right now, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> they give power four, but they give this I, guy actually, three. No, no, no. I, was, I was actually doing the math, so I'm just trying to, what's it called? Yeah, I'm doing the math. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> no, nah, but if, if both of you guys are saying it's a strong three, and we're saying it's a four, like a comfortable four, okay, that can we mean get you should bump it up to a four? Away, so you, you guys like are too generous. If, if it doesn't medium. reach the next one, I round it down. Range. That's it. Oh, okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. But if you okay, let's say you're you're you and Manny are both into if I say it's a strong three. we have a lot of projects to go through today. So can we not get stuck <laughs> on this one, please, guys? Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Right, have you anyway, finished your KFC though? I have. It was really tasty, but you can tell now that I'm I'm on this conversation. Should we now. talk about St. John? Yeah, let's go for that one. It's a good one. I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it. I think it wasn't like a super strong project. It wasn't something that blew me away or anything like that. But it's easy listening, something I could put on while I have a dinner party, for example, play in the background. It was nice. It was chill. It was consistent. It was average. Not much more to say about it, but I enjoyed it. It was cool. What would you stand that song? I don't remember. <laughs> I did write it down. <laughs> I, I don't remember. No, no, that makes sense, though. What you've just said, it's like it's, it's, it's nice music, it's chill music for exactly. the most part. Exactly. I just want yeah, yeah, it's one of so those. You just kind of zone out and vibe to it. I can understand that. And if yeah. it wasn't for me just constantly checking my phone to see what someone's playing, I, I, you know what I mean? I, I do get that. But then, to, in a way, like this is what we talk about when we talk about the quality of an album. Yeah. That can be the sign of a quality album the fact that you don't want to skip any tracks, it just really yeah. flows nice. I thought it was a quality mm-hmm. album. I did. I thought it was a good album is something i would definitely listen to it just in the in what context like if i want to sit down and listen to bars like lyrics and things i don't know if it's something i just want to throw on in the background and chill be with friends whatever i could do that so it's definitely a quality album for certain situations i agree yep um i'll go next on this one echoing what i said right it's a really nice album but it some of the songs are they're a bit samey but it's not even in a bad way they, they do have their differences you can listen to the album properly and understand that each song is different it's not just a rehash of the one before there's anything that really strikes out there aren't any songs that I believe he's made for it to specifically be a single either and I think that sometimes is a good thing and I'm gonna do another comparison here to my favourite artist of all time Kanye West <laughs> What? Well, no, I'm joking. Obviously, I hate the guy. But the point is, that I really do love his uh, album. But anyway, I've said this many times on the pod, so there's nothing new here. But anyway, I do there's think a lot his of album. Self-loathing going on there, but anyway, I do think his album. Oh, <laughs> I do think his album might be amazing. <laughs> I don't care. He, he's the one that told me that my that my um, forefathers said. Um, thought that slavery was a choice or whatever so I don't care I don't want any explanation about what you were saying either whatever. Okay, I, I, I don't care about him potentially being mentally ill or that either I don't care about that let me just get to the point I'm making here yeah. my people thought it was fantasy I think it was 10 years it was released 10 years ago this past week and um, it had there were no um, singles there were no top 10 singles in the album but that album was universally recognised as a, a masterpiece pretty much um, so, again, if you don't have, a, if you make an album where there's no real standout song, it's not a bad thing. Anyway, with that being said, my standout song for the album for um, Saint John was um, "Wifey." I really quite enjoyed that song. Mm. Cool. Oh yeah, "Wifey" is the one that stood out to me too. Actually, out of all of them, it was "Wifey." Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the beat. The beat on that one yeah, is just like. I can really, care. Really, I think because through listening to like Joe Biden's podcast, you hear a lot about St. John if you listen to that podcast. But I haven't actually listened to his music. This is like my first time. And yeah, as an artist, he, as you guys mentioned, he's got like a good vibe to him. You can sit and chill and he collaborates with a lot of uh, big hitters too. I'm surprised to hear Future on one of his songs as well. Um, but pleasantly surprised, to be fair, compared to last week. And they actually like sang together well. Um, I guess my standout song on this album is Monica Lewinsky. Is it Monica? Yeah. I hated um, that. Election, yeah. That was my sort of standout song. 
Why, why did you like that song? The bars? Yeah. I like the content of it. I hated the content so much. <laughs> what did you hate about the content? Do you remember? Um, I feel like people need to leave Monica Lewinsky alone. <laughs> like, it's like every woman who gives a blowjob ever in the history of the world after that moment is going to be called Monica Lewinsky. Like that's well, how it that's feels. A, that's a it wasn't any blowjob you know though. I mean? It's the blowjob to the president. That's, that's a special presidential blowjob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. But like and it was tra- twenty you, years you, ago. If you, get, if, you get a, if you get a presidential blowjob, you know you're a very special man. Um, that was well, literally the, the blowjob just... that ended Bill Clinton's like prestige. <laughs> so that's a powerful blowjob. It, it, it blew everything away. <laughs> yeah, but the, um, we need to leave her alone anyway. Go on. By the way, that song is called Quarantine Wifey, not just Wifey. It's called Quarantine Wifey, Quarantine and it's wifey. featuring JID Jid, who's like one of my favorite rappers. He's also on Dreamville. So yeah, um, as you are. Carry on. Um, Manny, do you want to go next? Or you really said yours? I mean, yeah, I was just going to say, like, don't you feel like St. John could be like a Dreamville kind of... It does have that sort of vibe. It'd fit in well there. But I also think to myself, when someone's already experienced quite a bit of success, um, sometimes they wouldn't want to like kind of join a label whereby... Or label politics. Yeah. And I think if you've got a, a good thing going by yourself, then there's no point of actually ever joining something like that, whereby you might find, you know, your release date gets pushed back because someone else wants to release or whatever. It's, it's just not yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, am I the only one who kind of got, like, Kid Cudi vibes from this album? I can understand what you say, <laughs> but I, don't, I wouldn't say he was biting. I'm not, sure, I'm not saying you're saying he's no, biting. No, 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 not biting. Like not biting. But definitely there's an influence there. I got Kid Cudi vibes. So, I think it's the pacing of the album as well, which yeah, is kind of like Mandamine or something like that. Like, anyway, do you know? Do you know what? A lot of one thing that's not really spoken about. A lot of rappers these days are like Kid Cudi's sons. Yeah, like, I don't think there'd be like a little Uzi Vert without a Kid Cudi. Does that make sense? Yeah, little Uzi Vert is, is actually probably more Lil Wayne. To be fair, I feel like he's no. a cross between the both of them, or, or even that. Absolutely, what you're saying is true though. Like, you've got, you got the Kanye clones, you've got the Lil Wayne clones, you've got the Kid yeah. Cudi clones. you even got a few Drake clones coming through as well now. Yeah. You, you do see that a lot. You see a lot of that. Like, even so, Trippy Red would be like a Kid Cudi clone as well. I've never listened to him. some aspect. I've never listened to him. But um, yeah, no, I, I seriously got Kid Cudi vibes on some of these um, tracks. Anyway, um, this was a really nice album. It felt kind of fresh especially modelled up with the um, albums we listened to this week. Um, I, I don't really have a criticism. I, I quite liked it. It's nice, like, background music just to have on, like Afia said, or just something just to walk to. It's a really nice album. Um, my favourite track was Pray For Me with uh, Matt's uh, <laughs> Idol. Um, I like that track quite a lot, to be fair. I felt like, yeah, he actually dropped some decent bars. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, came hard on that one. Yeah, man, it was it was a it was a good it was a good track, and that was my standout song. When I heard it, I was like, "What? This is Kanye? This this guy?" Yeah. I was just like, "Damn!" I had to applaud. So, yeah, that was my standout song. But you I did like. Smiley. No, I was just like, "Cool!" No, bob my head as I was walking down the road. But um, I also liked the following track, "Quarantine Wifey" as well. But I don't think it was as good as "Pray for Me." 
I feel like after. from track six or twelve, it was just fire, personally. So that's like from Monica Lewinsky, and the last track is back on the ledge. Uh, every track between that was just sick to me. Yes, you've got some really big um, features on here as well, you know, Black, Kalani, Future. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, ratings. Hey, Boogie on there as well. What, what are you rating? I'd give this one a three airs, to be honest with you. Mm. That's a hard, it's a hard one. I don't know how still. to rate this one. It's a it is a hard one, because I, like, I, like, I feel like this could have been a four as well, but for me, it is a three. Mm. What do you? What, what? This is. I'm. I'm sorry, but I always have to do a comparison. Like, we rated Masego a four last week, isn't it? Yeah. We did, but there should be like a uh, a little maybe an asterisk on that saying it's an EP. It's an EP, and, yeah. And when you got less tracks, it is easier to maintain the quality. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. If you just put four good tracks on the EP, then it's a great EP, isn't it? But it's hard to do that with like say twelve tracks, so. Yeah, but um, to me, Masego's album, or sorry, his EP, was definitely better than this um, project. But like I said, you can't really put them in the same category because one's a lot shorter than, than the other. I'd, I'd be in agreement with that. Um, I think I would give it a three, a strong three as well. I'm going to go over three as well. I feel like it could be a four on a right day. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, why, why, why are we all struggling with this? Like, do you know what I mean? Because it's actually a good project, but it's yeah. also... It's so smooth. It's because it's so it, smooth. That's what yeah, yeah, it's, it's, so it's really hard to put your finger on why it's good. It's just consistent. Yeah. It's consistently yeah, it's, good from track to track. If you say to someone, why is it a four? It's very difficult to justify why it's a four. Yeah. But then at the same time, if you say, why isn't it a four? It's also very difficult to justify why it isn't yeah. a four. So I feel like if this came out... Um, under different circumstances, so he wasn't in quarantine. He came out in the summertime. We'd probably call this with the vibes. Yeah, yeah. We'd probably yeah. Call it before. Yeah. That's what I keep imagining, like chilling with my friends in the summer, listening to this. Or like barbecue music or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it is a four. It's a four. I feel like it is a four. It's just creeping up. Uh yeah, four for me. If it's two fours, and what are you giving it with all money? I've given it a strong three and I'm sticking with it. So it's still going to be a four anyway, so fuck it. It's a four. Yeah. I'll give right. the mess 3.5. Jeez, <laughs> you, are, you are smart. Smart. <laughs> so SOS money You win. definitely got all your GCSEs. Uh, anyway. Uh, I, SMS, um, <laughs> uh, I think you and Matt like the same track, Quarantine Wifey. Yeah, yeah. That's the right one. That's a, that's a standout song on that one. Um, you start out somewhere, yeah. What is the next album? Or should I? Can I quickly do another EP? Yeah, man. Which yeah, is let's Russ, do. Russ, let's Russ, get down. Man, like Russ Demon. He done a Trump EP. Now, if people aren't familiar with Russ, right? Particularly, he's a white rapper. Seems to like not really get much respect from people in the industry, or at least outwardly, it seemed that way for a while despite having massive levels of success. I mean, to, to explain the levels of success he gets, he um, he actually sells out arenas when he goes on tour, like not stadiums, not, not, not um, sorry, not arenas, he sells, out, he sells out stadiums. So huge numbers, we're talking like 60,000 people in the crowd when he, when he goes to do his shows. And this is for his shows, not on um, not at festivals either. So he has a huge following. 
not a, he's not on a major label. He's an independent artist. He doesn't have the backing of Lock Nation behind him, of a Def Jam, whatever. He doesn't get the same sort of advertising that would that you'd associate with a major artist. So when Drake's dropping, you know, you see all these billboards all over Times Square with, with his um, album artwork or wherever else in London, Tokyo, with albums being released. But what he does get is just crazy record sales. Now, he's released an EP called Chomp. He, I think what he's done is he's actually went and requested features from some of the best rappers around, biggest or best rappers around. And I think he's done this to prove his own quality. You know what they say, if you can, if you can, whenever they have the, those old posse cuts back in the day, like with, um, like when Kanye was doing his Friday releases and he had like tracks with Lanks and Fabulous and whoever else, be like six people on the song. And if you couldn't, if you couldn't hang with those people, basically it means you couldn't rap. So what Russ has done, he's gone on this project. He's got um, Crooked Iron or King Crooked. All on there, he's got Buster Rhymes, he's got Bane the Butcher. Guys are very, very good um, rappers. And he's hung with them. He's literally delivered bar for bar to the same level of quality that they're at. And the, the songs are actually good as well. Black Thoughts on the album as well. So Black Thought's one of the best rappers around, like just in terms of technical ability. And yeah, I just really enjoyed listening to it. It's only 23 minutes long, five tracks, but Russ, to me, has proven the fact that he's a really, he really is a top tier rapper and should be considered that, especially when you, he's doing so well as an independent artist. And not only that, but when I see him on social media, he actually is very happy to talk about um, he does what he does and gives advice to younger rappers coming up as well. He's not someone that's got his, his little test, try to test technique and keep it to himself. He's actually happy to share the knowledge. But of course, not everybody wants to listen. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what I want to say on the Chum EP. For me, did anyone else listen to it or was it just me? I did. Uh, yeah, go on. You can go. Okay, you. Afia, what did, you, what did you think? Um, I actually like Rice. I've heard of him before. I've kind of had a look at his... Um his antics behind the scenes well not really behind yeah, he's, the scenes he's a, he's a bit gang <laughs> I don't yeah. get it I don't, I don't he know what they get it, but he's supposed to be at festivals it's a bit mad yeah I think it's he's aware of the fact that he doesn't get respect in the industry I don't know why lyrically I've I've understood for quite a long time it's, that it's, he's I'll tell you, I, honestly where is that feel right and I think that it, it applies to Eminem and, and pretty much every other white rapper I can think of that's had big success they're normally co-signed by a black rapper. Mm. So Eminem had Dr. Dre. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Mac Miller had a lot of black artists that worked with him and would co-sign him. And and it was a case of every other white rapper I can think of. Yellow Wolf was with, was with Eminem, who's obviously on Dr. Dre. What other big white rappers are there? Logic. So, so why aren't they co-signing Russ? What's going on? Hey, Logic's bad. Maybe this is the project where they do. <laughs> what was that? I missed it. <laughs> He's just as black as his cousin something. He's as black as Bob Marley or whatever. Yeah, yeah. basically Logic is, Logic is mixed race, but yeah. he looks really white. But he makes a big thing about always saying he's that he's one of mixed my race, people, isn't it? Every yeah. every single track he's justifying that he's black. I'm black. I'm black. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I no. really empathize with Logic as a, a with the way I look, so you know. But anyway, that's another subject for another day. Yeah, with yeah. Russ. My favourite tune from him actually is an old one called Losing Control. And I find with his projects, there's always a lot of depth to each one, you know, like he's just, he always brings lyrical content. I mean, he is just outstanding with it. 
So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was cool. It was short. It was packed full of bars. Bars, 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 bars. It was great. That's pretty much it. I give it a three. It was bars, 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 but it also sounded good. Like sometimes, it like, sounded great. We, we, we did Black Thought a couple of weeks back, right? And like I said here, Black Thought is an amazing rapper, but that album just didn't hit because although it was, the bars were excellent, it, the songs didn't really connect with me. Mm. It just didn't sound good. So what Ross has done here is actually excellent because it, it is um, heavy on the bars, but also um, sounded good as a song. It really did. But, yeah. In fact, I give it a four. I don't know what I'm talking about. Threes. Four. It was brilliant. Everyone should listen to it. <laughs> we're giving out so we're giving out fours like candy today. But you know what? It is a four because it's very short. Like I said, only five tracks. Mm. But the quality is high. This However, is how all only- projects should be now. Five tracks, something like that. Quality, 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 done. So there's two things to say here. One, I think the only thing I might say about this album, about this EP that maybe brings it down a bit is the fact that there isn't much cohesion being between the tracks. It's literally just a just singles. There's no story being told or any sort of journey mm. being, being taken on. Two, I totally agree with what you're saying that there's no need for people to be releasing really long projects. Just do a short one, and you know, just keep the quality high. I really hate seeing probably the one that does it the worst. Actually, he will release a 45 track album, <laughs> and there'll be maybe 10 tracks on there that are actually any good. Why not just release those 10 tracks? But then do multiple drops a year. So you do yeah. ten tracks now. You do another ten tracks in three months' time. Another ten tracks in another three months' time, and you probably find the, the quality would be higher that way because, um, you know, you've just have more time to refine it. Let me ask you guys: Did you guys who listened to it? Did you find that you had to go back and re-listen and re-listen because he just hit? It was just so much. You have to kind of take your time to take it all in. Yeah, you know, in all honesty, I didn't keep going back and listening to it and the only reason was because um i didn't have time to keep re-listening to it but i, I know that i will go back and listen to this album again or sorry this ep again that it's definitely got more for me to absorb from it mm-hmm. cool but anyway um cool. so you give a four and uh, you know what <sighs> i'll probably just back that as well make it a four too because you know it was, it's a it's a quality project um, I'm just gonna jump on jump on what you guys are saying. Um, this has always been someone that can create really good songs. What's kind of interesting is I look at people like G Easy, and G Easy is accepted into hip hop community. You have people yeah, like this yeah. new guy Jack Harlow, and he's he's like kind of accepted into the music community. I think what differentiates all of them is. Russ is independent, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Like say, so G Easy has definitely had the, the label boost, but Jack Harlow, yeah. he's one hundred percent has. That. I don't even understand how he gets some of the features he, he gets. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has some mad features from nowhere because it's the label boost, isn't it? So yeah. I think yeah, that's the label what's... pushes these features onto him or, or makes it happen, basically one or another. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that's probably why. Um, we don't see we don't see um russ as accepted in the hip-hop community as like others but but he said it himself though say again 
He he said it himself. He's been on interviews. I remember he did um, an everyday struggle interview. Yeah. And he said that there's a, there's a, um, he's not respected in the industry like a lot of other rappers. But then he went and listed up his achievements and why he should be respected. And I remember seeing an interview thinking to myself, wow, this guy, he ain't lying. I can't even argue with what he's saying. And it's true. He should be respected more. But the thing but, is, um, uh, like, when it comes, I think it's res- there's a difference between respect and there's a difference between, like, being allowed into the culture properly. Like, I feel as though he's not allowed into the culture because, and you know, I don't think hip-hop is as controlled by us as people like to think it is. I don't think it's controlled by us at all. It's, uh, I, mean, I don't and think it's all, and I think that, I, I feel like the biggest barrier to being in the culture is literally just him being featured with artists that we consider to be the culture. Yeah. That makes sense. And so... I agree with what you're saying. Like, we didn't see him with those people. If he if he was always on these, if he had a track every now and then with Drake, yeah, or with, or with J Cole or whoever, if he had J Cole on his album and they did a video together, you'd be like, oh look, there's us in J Cole. Like, you know, you'd be like, oh, you must be one of the gang. Yeah. If he was in, like one of those songs like with Drake and like, with, um, remember like when Jake was always hanging with Rick Ross and and um, French Montana making their songs together, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's, that's the culture. But he, he's never like that. Yeah, that's what takes me how can someone like Russ be out like outside of the loop and then someone like French you, Montana is in I'll, the loop what I'll the tell hell? you what it is I'll tell you what it is it's, but I'll tell you what it is it's because the message that Russ preaches is very different to the exactly what it is it's like as Universal gonna put Clara song with one of their biggest artists on a track with someone like Russ, whose catalogue is just pure prosperity, independence. Do you know what I mean? It sends the wrong yeah, message. Yeah. It's like... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I find it quite funny as well because I always, I always say to myself, I don't understand why, why artists remain with their record labels when they become when they get to a certain like level. Like, I, I'm sure they get more favourable terms, but does Jake need to be on a major record label? Sometimes like, it's just comfort, isn't it? To know that you have the machine behind you. Well, it's just like you don't need it, though, does he? Like if but Jake, then, Jake could do a song, uh, album of lullabies and it would go to number one. Like but then you, have to, you have to think, not every artist is built like Drake. No, they're not. You know That's what what I, mean? I, said. I, I, I said, when you get to the level of someone like Drake, like a Beyonce, like a Jay-Z, whatever, you don't need to be. There's I, I think Jay-Z people, people. No, you gotta remember. It doesn't matter how much money they're making or what status they have. There's still mm. people with insecurities, and some people like to be employees and not the employer because of the risks. Yeah. I hear that, and I know that part of it as well. Like you know, when you go on tour, the record label will put up a lot of money up front, for, like as a um, as a budget for a tour. Mm. You can get all these different extravagant items for the for the tour. But I just think to myself, you know what, yeah, if you put your own money up, then you're going to get much more back. But, yeah, that's, that's another subject altogether. Um, what's the next project? Cool. What, so everyone's, has everyone given their ratings? Like, Ollie, did you have one say? I said, I said so. four. Um, I didn't listen to it. Um, I'll give it a three for me. Oh, you listen to it, Manny? Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a three as well. Um, what was your first stand-out song on that? My own Stockholm my Syndrome. Own. I really like the one with Absol. Right, who wants what? That was a good song as well. Yeah. All the songs are good. Yeah. All right. I'll cool. um I'll give it a four. Yeah. And so for the SOS, I'll just go with whatever Matt said. 
That's that's uh, two fours and a three. I'm going to so, start yeah. off then with French Mon French Montana. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So Montana this album CB five Coke Boys five right. Um. Yeah, what? CB5 is the title yeah, of the album that was here. Yeah, but that stands for Coke Boys, right? That's was it CB5 or CBA5? CB5. Or was it CBS? Oh my god, guys. <laughs> Come on, you're killing me. You're killing me. I have to say, the name of the album really bugged me. Why? It just really did. I don't know. I just kept thinking it, it was CBA, like, can't be asked. But number five, like <laughs> literally. But anyway, the Coke, Boys, the Coke Boys series of mixtapes, right, is what got um, French to where he is now. I so said, when we were talking before about, like, you know, how can French Montana be considered part of the culture or whatever, he was like one of the, like, what, 10 years ago, maybe a bit longer than that, he was one of the, like, main guys in the New York rap scene. But that's so, like saying Russ hasn't contributed anything to the scene either. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that Russ hasn't contributed. I'm saying that French Montana was essentially the rave. It like when we're talking about like how he was linked up with like. Well, listen, um, listen. Just what I'm gonna say. I don't like him. So that's my oh, bias. Oh, oh. The audience think, should be aware. I, I don't like I French. I don't but anyway, we'll talk about that bad. another day. Carry on. No, no. Why don't you like French though? Because he's a colorist. I've said this to you guys. You feel colorist. And he uses black people as props in his videos and things like that. He he leans on his um he leans on black Africanness to is that a thing Africanness? But he leans on the black African identity to um, excuse his inexcusable colorist behavior. And he uses African people as props and stuff without acknowledging that on the continent there is a lot of colorism that comes from some communities that look like him, whether they're African born or not. And I can say that as a mixed Arab African towards black Africans. And he completely ignores that and he leans on the fact that he's African to excuse his behavior. Because people outside of the continent don't actually tend to know the the amount of colorism and racism that black Africans deal with from communities like his. So that's it. That's all I've got to say. And it pisses me off no end that he's given a pass. But anyway, go on. Damn. But did he not grow up in New York or did he grow up somewhere else? I don't give because a f- I don't give a fuck where think, he grew up. He's not a black no. man. He shouldn't be using the N word. He shouldn't be talking about black women hey, the way he does. N word thing Simple. in America. I don't get it, you know because I feel like everybody everybody just seems to get a pass. I don't get it. No, so, do you yeah. know what? You, look, forget even the N word thing. Just the way he speaks about black women. If black men really want to protect black women, stop giving this guy excuses, justifications, and outs. He's a colorist when it comes to black women and he should be called up for it. That's a different subject. That is a different subject, yeah. Keeping it real, black men in general, especially in America, shall I say, I don't think that black men do much to protect um, their women, but that's another subject. That's another subject for another day, but I'm I'm letting the audience know my bias. Yeah. I just almost getting a one from Afia, but anyway. Okay, with that being said, Afia, go and give your review of the album. Oh, you're waiting on Manny? Yeah. Oh, Manny, was oh, Manny speaking on this one? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Sorry, my papa. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's all good, it's all good. Um, 
<laughs> Yo, this this I'm not gonna lie, I've all the albums this week. This was by far by far the hardest one to listen to. This was Wow, so you bugging hard. you bugging. No, I feel like we did we listened to Meg this week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. You okay. bugging. No, no, no. This is this is I, I, I could this lasted even longer than Meg, though, so that's why I guess it was probably harder for me. Okay, um, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I didn't like it. I just, I felt like he, I, 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 maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's like a theme around like Coke Boys, because there was a lot of features from Max B. Um, he had recordings from chinks making appearances um you had features from pop smoke as well so like paying a lot of homage to a lot of uh these new york greats that have been lost um as well as embracing some of the new school like benny the butcher etc but yeah i didn't enjoy it uh, compared to let's say the rappers of his class um let's say we ti I would say um, it's probably in that class with French and Two Chains. They've both released albums in the last month, and this doesn't even like touch those albums that have been released. So when you're saying I'm bugging, I definitely don't think I am. I think you're bugging when you if if you say this is a good album. That's all I'm saying on this one. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like I need to jump in. So, personally, I am not a French Montana fan, but I do believe in every album he has at least two, three tracks that are either good or excellent. Um, that's about it for my review. To be honest, like there, there's did not you, much. Did to you say. find one? Yeah, that's, there was a couple. There was a couple. But I felt like he was leaning on past hits. So there was a song. Um, I think it's... I think it's Paradise. And I think it's a rehash of Unforgettable. Yeah, it is, it is. Uh, yeah. He tried to remake it. Because obviously Unforgettable was a huge track. Yeah. In every club that was being played in, every radio station was playing it. Every music channel was play, being played on. It was crazy. It was a huge, huge banger. Yeah, so there actually was um, a few good tracks on this album. I feel like uh, the one with Youngboy was actually really good. The one with Brain the Butcher was sick. That was my standout song, Wave Blues. The one with Currency I quite liked. And You Deserve an Oscar was really good. And what's interesting is that in some of the features, or some of the tracks that have features, they do a lot more rapping or singing than French Montana does. I, I, I found that quite funny. So Paradise, he's barely on the track. Um, the track with Young Boy, Never Broke Again, I'm pretty sure he does a hook and he does a verse the same length. So all French does one verse. Like, there's not a lot of input from French himself. But if I had to pick out a song that he himself done that was good, that would be you deserve an Oscar. Anyway, it's definitely better than Meg's because there's four tracks that I can name that I'd listen to again, and there's none of Meg's. But with that being said, it's it's not a good album anyway. I don't think French can make good albums on mixtapes. 
I just think he has a, a collection of really good singles that chart really high. Uh, I, I agree like, with Ollie. Sorry, go on. I feel like, make, uh, sorry, French is on the way out. Like, I don't know, do you think he's got another massive single in him again? I don't know. I think he does. I think he does for the next few years, but personally, I don't really care. So they may be massive, but I might not like them. So I hated Unforgettable, but I appreciate that it was a massive hit. I love that song. Oh. <laughs> it's Purple. great. Well, Unforgettable nah. was a banger, bro. What yeah. are you talking about? I hate French Montana, but I like that song. Do you know what's funny? He barely raps in that song. Yeah. Swayley makes it what it is. It's 60% Ray Schremer. And but I, the thing is, which is quite unfortunate, is that I don't think French could afford that Ray Shrimmer fee this time around. So he's, do you know what I mean? Like that's why he like got some younger from wherever he's got to found this younger. I was like, look, we're gonna try and recreate the recreate the flavor. And bro, it was, he it was he, he's got money. He's got money. Yeah? French has got money. But what I'm saying is, like, didn't French have money from the trap? Hold on. He tried to recreate the flavour of that song using substitute ingredients. It's never mm. going to reproduce the same meal. That's like trying to make Cornwall porridge, but you haven't got your nutmeg or your almond extracts. So, so it's a bit off. Well, like, you know, French's biggest song to date in his career to date, I believe, is Unforgettable. Mm. And I don't think it is. What's his biggest song, then? I'm gonna have to Google this, but he's got bare big hits. Like he's no, he's no, no. Got... I don't think you realize how big Unforgettable was. Let's let's have a look at it. Google it, please. But anyway, whilst 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 you're googling it, um, I will say that his biggest sub today is called Unforgettable. But this album was most definitely forgettable. It wasn't anything great. Um, I feel like it's it's feature heavy, but I, I guess it's done that way on purpose because of the fact that it's just. It's the fifth instalment of a mixtape series, so I can understand why he's done that. And also throughout his career, I feel like he's always lent on on other people's aura, their rave, their their creativity, their sound. So yeah, it's nothing really new here in that sense. Um, all the good songs, I quite liked Phenomenon with Max B. I quite liked. Falling of Currency. Those are the two songs that I liked. I think also I didn't think anything of it. But yeah, when when I think of French Montana, he's like a, he's a vibes guy. So you don't really listen to his raps for for actual rapping ability. You, you listen to some of the stories he used to tell about selling drugs, and you just get the vibe of oh, it's like a gangster vibe or it's just a rave like you know reflecting sort of vibe. But that's about it. It's not. There's nothing more to it really. And yeah, it's what it is. You know, so, he's, he's only had one yeah, number which, one, which is unforgettable. Yeah, but um, one of his other big tracks was "No Stylist." That's a song that I was thinking of. Okay, I remember that song. But then again, that's a feature. Who's the feature that? Who's who's the feature? That's Drake. that's Drake, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Drake's the one that carried that song. Every song he has, somebody else is the one that's carrying it. "Stay Scheming" was a big song for him. That's Drake and Rick Ross again. Um, that's a big Ross track, though, isn't it? Stay scheming is Rick Ross track. Yeah, it is Rick Ross's um, track. Don't stop. Um, 
Pop that, yeah, pop that's, that. That's he, he's getting carried by Rick Ross, Drake, and oh. Wayne on that on that track. Yeah, I'm saying so he, he gets his placements on huge tracks, but they're not his at all. Even if it is his song, he's not the one that you're listening to. Like Unforgettable, everyone listened to Sway Lee on that. You mm. could, you could yeah. do that song. You could do that song without French's bars. And it was good to the number one as well. Um, right. Actually, you can find it on YouTube. I listened to that version. Yeah, people the edited it out. <laughs> edited it out. Yeah, true. People did. I think Dave East did a remix of that as well. His remix is way better than French's version. Yeah, so. I like that one. Um, yeah, so my point is that I don't really listen to French, but he ends up getting his placements with some, on some great songs. So you end up listening to him by default, if that makes sense. Mm. Oh, he's a terrible rapper. <laughs> Good Let's time. give the ratings, guys. Wait, Afia, yeah. you haven't given your view yet. Oh no, he's just—he's hot, hot garbage. I mean, he is still burning. I can smell him. Unfortunately, Ooh. like you know, unfortunately, it is just terrible. But that's just me. I don't like him. So because of my bias, I give him a one. Without my bias, I give it a uh, almost a two. Two, yeah. I suppose. Wait, so you're saying? Manny, sorry, Manny. You're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. that this is worse than Meg's album. One, yeah. yeah. Manny, if you it, give it a one, I give it a one. You're, you're oh, legit I'm, I'm, saying I'm, I'm, yeah. it's worse than Megan's. That is actual. Yeah. It, it's like a smidgen of content here. You can say you're legit saying as many times as you want. <laughs> this is a one for this. Was so painful. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm giving it a two. Exactly. You didn't even get... Why didn't you give it a three since you're jumping out at the bandwagon for him, man? Do you know what? At least, at least Meg had Savage and Body. What? Yeah. Savage is like... Savage is only good because of Beyonce's verse. And that's like... At, but we can make the same argument for every single one of French mm. Montana's tunes. Do you that know what I'm true. saying? So that, that is a checkmate move. That. Do you know what? There's, there's one good track on that album and that's... Shots fired on Meg's album. This album has four decent tracks. No. No. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. You, know you guys are haters, isn't it? You guys are... It really doesn't. Y'all, y'all are something like my boy, my, my boy Frenchie Montana. Anyway, I'm giving it a We put this one on board. What are you giving Wait. it, Matt? What are you giving it? A two. Oh, my days. I think I think we'll have to give it a two then overall. What did everyone give it? Oh, two ones and, and two twos, so half Okay, and half. there you go. I'm not gonna give it one because the beats were some of the beats were kinda jiggy. But yeah. Come on, let's, can we can we go to some UK news? Uh yeah, sure. Oh. Let's, let's talk about let's okay. talk about Wait, hold on, Let's but before, can I drop some socials? Because I haven't dropped any socials so go, far. Go ahead, Manny, go ahead. Guys, give us the socials, Manny. If you're listening sorry. to us, sorry. follow Truth. us. Whoa, what's that, what, what are you trying to say, man? <laughs> Let's just okay. get it out there, man. All right, so if you're listening to us, follow us on Instagram at source underscore. Follow us on Twitter at source underscore. If you want to follow myself, I'm on Twitter, um, at Emmanuel Yates 90 Matt, what's your socials? My Instagram is at Mr. Underscore Matty Lee. My Twitter is at Mr. Matty Lee. 
Oliver, what is your socials? Yeah, my socials are uh, Twitter at OCClock underscore 10. Yeah, so Matt sounded like um, everyone's odd uncle just then. Um, mine is earsource.afia, and you can find that on Instagram. That's pretty much it. No dick pics. Oh, she wants them, guys. She wants them. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. Not she said, even she said, she said she only wants the pictures if they're big and juicy. <laughs> what you can't say is that when she says it, if you if 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 so if, if you got a small wincy one, then don't bother, guys. What's Otherwise, a wincy one? That's interesting. What's a wincy one? I don't know. I, I, I don't like know what I've got myself, so I, I wouldn't know. You know. But anyway, moving on swiftly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. UK news. There's been some mad, mad shit flying around recently about a certain rapper who goes by the name of Dutchavelli. He's been accused of grooming a 14-year-old girl, um, which is just a bit mad, really. But um, yeah, somebody hacked his Instagram and basically took screenshots, or whatever. Of, of I feel like there was a way more than like just that. 14 year old he had, um, yeah. yeah I'm saying he had a 17 year old and 18 year old is what he was talking to and he's 27 so like exactly. 9 years might not be an issue when, you, when you're 40 and 31 but when you're 27 and, and 18 that's definitely an issue and yeah anyway the youngest one is 14 years old and apparently this girl is a like a family friend's daughter or something like that like a, Something like that. There's a there's a connection between Dutch and her dad, but yeah, it's all blown up. Yeah, like as I'm as we're recording the pod right now, I'm actually. I believe um, he was the former manager. That's right, and I think it goes a bit deeper than that. I think it goes back to the streets as well. But anyway, yeah, as we're recording the pod now, I've been on my phone and I've been seeing that the Shade Boys posted up that um, Dutch of Eddie's sister. Steph London is actually started that book in her silence and she is talking about she's trying to basically discredit the person that's made the claims against Dutch. So this is a little bit mad, but they're talking they're, they're taking angles of the guy that said it is not mentally well. And also and they've said that he's um, deleted messages as well to make it seem that the conversation was untoward. I don't know what's going on anymore. So it's. I think that when someone's accused of being a pedophile, that's like a really serious thing. And I know it's a sort of claim that it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big stigma attached to it. Like, even if you, you're later cleared of it, it's going to stick with you forever. So I'm not, I am I don't even know what to say right now because of the fact that this 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 was coming out now from Steph London. I need to understand what's being said there. Properly, but what I can say is that what I did see on this original message it looked very, very incriminating for for Dutch. But yeah, I don't know, man, it's a bit mad. Yeah, um, it's a hard one to be honest. Actually, it's not really a hard one. It's something that has now been thrown into the court of public opinion, because obviously there's no criminal charges, right? However... Yeah, the police are not involved as far as I know. Yeah, exactly. So, again, like, you do have to act with some sensitivity. I've seen a lot of um, 
people comparing this situation to the incident that happened in South London where the young girl was almost abducted and or and was sexually abused by a pedophile. Um, I've seen a lot of comparisons to that situation. People accusing Dr. Veli of grooming this 14-year-old girl. However, again, with no criminal charges against him, you know, it's hard to call him such titles. But what I will say is I don't condone his behaviour. Like, um, as a grown man, he definitely shouldn't be sending messages to young females or not and saying that he wants to imitate poses of like couples with such with that young individual because it takes away from the familiness of it all it makes it romantic and if once you cross that line that's when you provide ammo to um to people that can call you that title so i don't know who's on dutch Avelli's team number one why is he getting hacked number two why is he sending those messages in the first place but this has done a lot of damage to his career and i can see that going forward in the future and if he doesn't be careful and I don't know somehow work with a PR crisis team and nip this in the bud then this will probably have impacts maybe not a huge impact do you, do you, do you know what right Manny, no, the only reason why this guy's not finished already yeah. is because of who his sister is his sister's exactly. basically the biggest female artist in the UK I can't well, except for what um, Adele who's yeah. a bigger female artist in many UK than, than Steph London so um, well, you have Dua Lipa, you have lots of other female artists. Is she English? I don't even know if she's yeah, English. Yeah, you know. she was English. Was okay, cool. So, but anyway, she's up there. My point is that she's a major label girl and she will put her weight behind him to make to probably get this all blow over. But that's not right. If the guy is guilty of this 14-year-old one, it's really bad. The ones that are older, it's still morally reprehensible, right? It's morally wrong. However, it's not illegal. But the 14-year-old one, that is scary, bro. That is proper predator, predator, sexual predator shit, man. That, I'm, I'm that scary, but... Yeah, but I think... I guess what you have to be careful around is there's no criminal charges, so... I said it's alleged right now. I'm not saying... I yeah. said if. I'm not saying that, he, that, he's, that he did it, but I'm saying that... As we know... Before anything goes to court, you have the you have the court of public opinion. Of course. And right now, I'm saying that Dutch isn't getting it as bad as he would be getting it because of who his sister is. Because a lot of other artists that would probably speak out on it, they're not saying anything because they want to get that feature from Steph London in the future. So they're they're, they're staying quiet. And I, and I also believe that Dutch himself has got um, he carries weight in the streets. So maybe some of the guys that want it with him will stop. So yeah. That's what I'm going to say on the matter. F yeah, Oli, you guys are a bit quiet. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this situation? Um, I feel like you guys pretty much summed it up, man. I mean, I'm, 
I, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, like, personally, I, I just think it's, it's disgusting, man. Um, I don't really have much more to say on the topic. It's just... It's, it's not... Like, even if it's... If, if it is true, like, you have to be really dumb to do stuff like this. It's wrong in a way. You shouldn't do it. But even still... Like it's it's just it's just wrong. Man. You know, Ollie, you're right on that. You know, you have to be really dumb because I think to myself, as a, as a like a grown man, right, and even like say ten years ago when I was a bit younger, and you're texting girls, there were certain things that you just, I just would refrain from texting because I just wouldn't want that to ever come back on me because women screenshotting. I'm talking about grown women in here as well, not talking about underage stuff. To work. Mm-hmm. If I could text a woman tomorrow, say, "Oh, I really love you," you know, and then she screenshot that and then say, oh, look, Matt told me that he loved me and then now look what he's doing now or whatever, you know what I mean? So people screenshot shit. So why would you even put yourself in a position to be screenshotted? Like, don't do that. Like, it's just dumb. Like, take away the pedophilia aspect of it. It's just fucking stupid. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. I think um, yeah. I think you have to think about this as somebody who, I mean, like R. Kelly, for example, Everything he did was extremely, exceedingly stupid, but it's about your surroundings, the people who are around, etc. what they're willing to enable, how much money you have, how much clout, all of that stuff. And um, if you are in a bubble where, you know, you're top dog, it's possible that you won't think of it as stupid because you're used to getting what you want. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You feel yeah, a bit do, invincible, I do, I do whatever. Who knows why people take risks like these? Who knows? Overall, on the subject, I'll say what I've been saying for a couple of weeks now. Protect black women. Um, protect all women, especially our young women. You know, we got to tackle the culture. This is where there's certain things in the, in, in the black community as well when it comes to the way we treat our women, we have to address. Misogynoir is not, you know, a joke. It is a serious thing. And um, these things, they're not, they don't come, they're not, they don't happen in isolation. It's not in its own little isolated little bubble that this occurred. Um, we are a society and as a society, we, uh, we, we, we mould people, right? And uh, yeah, we just have to kind of look at this as a bigger issue, I think. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I head up. I head up. I head up. So, and I agree that there's so much we can do outside this one incident. There's so many ways that we can improve things in general. But, okay. Um, is there any other news that anybody wants to discuss, or are we going to um, get so back to the We had, like, Mobo Awards uh, nominations come out today. A lot of artists were upset. Um, oh yeah, JK. I I think they got their personalities section spot on, because um, a lot of black uh, presenters have been doing bits this year. Um, who else? Where else? Where else? Where else? So hold on, the, the Grammys went out as well today, didn't they? So it was a Grammys and a Mobile Awards. Correct. Right. And with the mobile awards, I heard that basically all the drill artists that, was, that were um, nominated were from London and everyone else was ignored. And it was the Grammys, the big news was that um, the weekend got zero nominations. 
So that's a bit strange considering I think this most recent project had his biggest ever single in it. So yeah, a bit strange. Also, Lil Baby strange, um, didn't get nominated for Best Rap Artist as well. And he's had a very strong year, actually. Yeah, yeah he has. I, I, I think that these award shows are just all completely foolishness, to be honest with you. Like, especially yeah. in terms of the MOBOs, I don't understand because the MOBO awards are meant to be like the Musical Black Origin Awards, and I thought that they were curated by black people. But the artists that tend to get honoured are either are often not black, or the music they make is like stuff that I don't know if it should even really be winning awards quite often. And then, um, the, and there was before, and it's not so much now, but before there was a huge bias towards American artists, even if it was an English award show. With the Grammys, I don't see why any, any black artist or artists of like hip hop, whatever, even cares about them because it's not, those awards don't make any sense. They don't make any sense. I think Lil Nas X got nominated for best album last year and he didn't even make an album, he dropped an EP and th- th- it was trash. I didn't understand how he was how he was nominated, but it's all decided by the record labels anyway. So yeah, it's, uh, I don't really pay much. I don't see winning a Grammy as actually being being the best um, best analysis or best description of how good your album was. Let's put it that way. No, fair point. Fair point. Okay, cool. Um, outside of the, that, those items. We have a couple more reviews to go through. Um, I think we'll just speed through them. So, Rich the Kid, did anyone listen to Rich the Kid? Yeah. I didn't listen to him. Uh, I did. I did. Do you want to give us a quick walkthrough? Uh, you can go first, Lucky, yeah. Oh, no, go for it, Ollie. <laughs> um, that was so polite. It's, it's all right. It's, it's, there's, there's nothing like noteworthy in this album. Um, it's not terrible, but it's it's not good. Just I I didn't catch any feels from it. I didn't get any vibes. Just yeah, it was a, it was an album and nothingness. Um, gone gone to my head. If I had to pick a standout song, <sighs> sorry, I got to go for a chat list again. It would be took a risk. Okay. Cool. Afia, what, what did you think of the album? Um, I, I once again agree with Ollie. It was a whole bunch of nothing. I just, I literally had to power through it. Um, I don't remember the songs, their names, nothing. I will not be listening to it again. It was garbage, 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 garbage. All right, cool. So what do you give this hot garbage album? I give it a one. <laughs> Straight. I'm tired of the same story. I don't care how much money you have anymore. Tell me something new. That is actually a fair point. That sums up the album pretty much. Um, I'm, I'm sticking with a two from my, from my worst. Like, this is probably on par with Meg. No. No. I can't. I feel like, I feel like Meg uh, um, targets you well. Yeah. As opposed to me, like, yeah. I can't exactly. Yeah, that. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Cool. Well, on, let's guys. move on then. Um, the baby brother's keeper. Ooh. I enjoyed this one. Same. Yeah. What do you guys? Yeah. I enjoyed it. The baby is a rapper that 
But when he when he first came out, I didn't think much of him. I thought he just gonna be like another one of those apples that's gonna just chat a lot of shit and um, you know, just sell records on the same thing that we talk about Rich the Kids, right? But um, you know, he's got a bit more depth to him, and I feel like he knows that he he raps in a certain style, and that style works for him. He's actually spoken about it before. He said that he can do it differently, but he just chooses not to because what he's doing right now works, and I respect that. Um, this project here as a short one was it like seven tracks, something like that. Uh, let me check. Yeah, yeah, seven tracks. Seven tracks, and um, yeah, it's all good quality. The, the thing, the worst track on it is probably eight figures with Meat Mill, but I found that he's really just talking about money from a from a you know a, a bragging perspective. But, but Keeper was a strong track. But the song that I liked the most was Gucci Pico. Yeah. And yeah. I looked at the name of the track because I think I saw the video before I listened to the album for this one. And I thought it was like, okay, Gucci Pico. Okay, he's going to be talking about how much he's balling, but that's not what the song was about at all. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a strong project, quite political, talking about street stories in there as well. Yeah, decent. Afia, what do you think? Oh, can I just tell you how much I loved Gucci Pico? Because it was. I, his style, his flow, none of it is something that I would usually listen to. But I love this project. You know, I love the feels. It came with all the feels. It was so emotional. And I almost cried um, listening to Gucci Pico and watching the video. Like, literally, I, I was so moved by it. Um, and I could see that even though it's not something that would use like you can see there's such a huge cultural divide between us i don't get this guy's way of grieving i don't get his style nothing but when he was talking about the macrocosm of what was going on in america recently you know and what he was trying to do to, to be part of the movement and be positive and you know be a good member of society and then in the microcosm of his world this was happening and how much it affected him and when he brought those two things together, I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was a great song. Yeah, I love this project. I give it a four. Um, I I actually have started to become a fan of um, The Baby. And I literally echo what Afia and Matt said. Um, I think it's a really well thought out project. Uh, dances, but he's delivered it really well. He's done justice. Um the only track I didn't like was Eight Figures as well. But it's it's really good. And Gucci Pico is my standout song as well. Manny? Okay. I think you guys have summed this one up nicely. Like, And there's not really much I can add to it. Gucci Pico was probably like my standout song as well, super emotional, like the impacts on his family and losing his brother, you really felt it on the track to be honest, um, again this was, this felt like an EP, but I, I would probably want Lil Baby to have a bit more time before he comes out with an album, because I think there's a bit of trauma that needs addressing there, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so sad how so such great art can come out with so much pain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it makes sense because music's about expressing yourself, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. 
Alright, cool. Um, let's zip past that one. What do you rate it though? Um, you haven't done ratings. I think only okay, after you rated. Cool. What, what do you... I'll let you... you I'll let your speaker say. So what do you rate it? Uh, I'm giving it a four as well. Okay. Four from me, Afia. Yeah, four. Matt? Well, you guys really rated on highly. I thought it was a three. I thought... I don't think it was that good for it to be a four, but... Okay. Things falls all around. Uh, cool. Next one. Let's look at Mick Mill's quarantine pack. Hype. I liked it. It's, it's only what four tracks, but um, yes, yeah, it's, it's typical Mick Mill. The best was um, middle of it, I think. Maybe paying the way real dark. But yeah, it's, it's not really a. It's a Mick Mill project, so everyone knows what Mick Mill does, and that's what it is. <laughs> That's the best way of describing it. Hot garbage. What really? No, I'm exaggerating. No, it's not hot garbage. It just isn't for me. So. It's really, it's got lots of women and trucks and guns and diamonds. I don't like it. That's that's not what I was saying at all. I just didn't. It just didn't move me. It didn't do anything for me. Um. I don't really know what to make of this. Um, I like... It's only four tracks long, right? I'd say yep. I liked 75% of it. There's one song I didn't like. I think it might have been GTA. Yeah, GTA was a song I didn't like. Um, no, that's literally the same for me. It's, it's good, though. I feel like it had energy up until GTA. Then GTA killed it. And then... Like, think it's a game, clawed it back, but then it finished. So I, I don't really know what to rate this. I'd just say it's a three, maybe. A three for me. Yeah, it's a three. It's only, it's only four tracks, so it's never, yeah. it could never be that high, but yeah, it's a three. The three tracks are good. And one that good, it wasn't like totally shit, it just wasn't that good. It just broke the flow. Isn't it interesting best. how we were talking earlier about projects being shorter, quality exactly. of a quantity, exactly. and now you're saying, oh, well, it was only four tracks and half yeah. of it was trash, you know? But it wasn't half of it, was it? It was one quarter. 75% was good and 25% yeah. was trash. That's a first at university. Yeah. All I'm saying is with this track, like, I heard the old Nick Mill come back. When he has that for... When he comes with that energy, you know. Oh, and again? It's like, <laughs> like you know, I mean, it's kind of hard like, to like, 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 on his shoulder, and the Lord added that track to the Meek saves that for his intros. You got to wait for the intro yeah. for his next album to get that shit. Oh, but he, I reckon he get he delivered some of that on this EP though. He did, but no, when he really goes in, that is definitely. Intro shit. Mick's got amazing intro to his albums. Always. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Again, it was short, but I really enjoyed it. So I'd give it a strong three on this one. Cool. Cool. Last um, but not least. Next one. No, we've got two more to do, isn't it? What's the two more? I've got Jeezy. There was session two and also MRA. MRA first. Alright, cool. What did you guys think? I've been pushing for this one. You, 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 because you, you be pushing for it. Can you give us a, a description of the artist and the general sound of the album as well, please? All right. So, MRA is like an an African neo soul 
and let's say like electro R&B songstress and a bit of pop in there as well she was a pre- she was like introduced to me by uh, listening to this song called Rapid Fire by Cool San- Santino have you guys heard of that artist? No, I have not okay so Cruel Santino's like he's, he's pretty cool like um, again, he's it's very similar vein. If I send you the song, you may have listened to it, like in a club somewhere. If that makes sense. Right. So going back to this album, it's called "The Angel You Don't Know." My favorite song on the album was "Jumping Ship" by Amiri, Kojo Radical, and Cruel Santino. Um, I felt like it's it's her evolution. She's probably got a bit more fame now. Um, you can hear a lot of different cultures, influences on the songs. Uh, and it takes you on a bit of a trippy ride. Um, and yeah, I just like this artist and I think she's very promising. What did you guys think? Obviously, because this is your first time hearing about her. Um, I'll, I'll go. So I went in not expecting much, and I really enjoyed it. It was a nice vibe. Um, I have no criticisms. I ended up playing it a few times, just driving places, and it was it's really it's really good. It takes you on like a little journey, guys. I think I think it's happening, guys. It's happening. It's happening, Oli. It's happening. Are the socks coming off again, Oli? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> They're not off. They're not off. But this is really good. It's a solid. It's, it's a solid album. Um, I haven't got any criticisms. I, I liked it. Thank you, Manny. Actually, thank you for putting no, me on no, this. No, no, no. I, I like the album. It took me on a little journey. I feel like it was a bit of a. I don't know if I'm getting this wrong here, but I kind of felt like I was on a bit of an Alice in Wonderland sort of journey on, on that album. Not even in terms of like like the songs were actually a story, but I just kind of felt like a bit of a fantasy ride sort of thing. Because it's trippy, but, um, isn't it? It's like yeah, different. No, I, 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 I did like it. Um, and to be honest with you, the, the very first track is it's a very short track, it's like 22 seconds, but I didn't like it. I thought to myself, what is this shit that they got me listening to? Yeah. But um, the second track, I really liked it a lot. And I think it's actually the best song on the album. It's called Fancy. And yeah, it's just um, it's an enjoyable listen. It's nothing too... It's lighthearted. It flows well. The songs, um, some of them have like almost major skits on the end where the beat changes. And it kind of, as Ollie would say, gives you a little palate cleanse before the next track starts. And um, no, it was, it, just, it was well put together. This is the sort of thing I talk about when I say when a project's well put together, it can make maybe boost your rating from being something lower to a higher one because just it just packaged well. Those little intricacies make a difference. So yeah, I really did really enjoy this album. It was good. Do you know this album? Or... No. Okay, cool. So, yeah, um, just to summarise, like, what do you guys give it in terms of ratings? Uh, for me, it's a three, but it's a very strong three. It's a three for me as well. It's a four for me. I really like this album, so I'm going to give it a four. But 
I feel bad giving it a four. No, Nani, I'm going to give it a four as well, actually. I'm going to give it a four. Okay, four. How many fours have you given out today? Enough. This must be a record. Enough. I'm I would say this, right? To me, it's a three, but I would say, I feel if this was a visual album, I think it would have easily got a four. So I don't know if, if there are like a lot of videos to go with this album or not, but Maybe I feel like it would lend itself to the visual. But I think there are videos for this album. Like, even the artwork is crazy. All right. Yeah, but um, I think yeah. she's signed to an independent as well. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Uh, but yeah, this is a it's a really good project, but it's not quite a four for me. I'm 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 a side of money. Made me a believer. Cheers, cheers. All right, cool. So, last but not least, yeah. <laughs> Did anyone catch the miss about? Uh? Did anybody catch the versus battle between Jeezy and... You know and what, right? I didn't watch it because of the fact that I saw that Gucci started talking about how he killed Jeezy's guy. Yeah. Or whatever. And Bernie, he, all I saw was that he was chatting the most amount of quad to Jeezy and Jeezy just didn't say anything back. And because of that, I didn't want to watch it because I thought to myself that I'm going to just lose all respect for Jeezy. No, I, I, I think it's like... I think he said something. He was like, like you trying to say that oh, he's a, he's a he's a bigger man by not retaliating or whatever like that. But I'm like, I feel like I feel like Gucci just took the opportunity there to moist him, make him look really moist right there. And it was, it's not right, man. I was like, uh, it's not for me. And also the fact that he, that GC tried to go at Freddie Gibbs on his album and that all spilled out onto Twitter before he went to the album. And Freddie was talking about how. Jeezy was put in a headlock by some other gangsters, or not some other gangsters, like some people from the Black Mafia family back in the day, right in front of him. And like, I just, I don't know, everything that was going on around that whole, that whole versus battle just made me think to myself that I don't want to watch it because you're just looking hella moist right now. But yeah. Do you, do you think Jeezy's moist? Yeah, I do. I do now, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> so, so, so I see it and then I feel like with this album I feel like he's trying to reinvent himself into something else but you can't spend 10-15 years telling this, this story about how, how gang you are and then come on this whole freedom fight well I'm pretty sure he had, he had an album come out this year called 2020 Private Prison exactly so what's this about what, are, we, are we ripping work or are we, are we on Black Lives Matter which one is it yeah but at the same who time selling, who, who are you selling a pack to are you selling it to black people or what? No, I, I think I think you can reinvent yourself at any time, and I feel like him reinventing himself now. I feel like the message was good, but um, let's let's dig into it. Oh, punk drugs into the hoods, but Black Lives Matter. Okay, I hate you. <laughs> Listen, anyone can change, innit? Yeah, I feel like yeah, a lot of this album was just like adult contemporary rap. You had like adult contemporary samples. I don't want to hear this from Cheesy. Yeah, it's just, it wasn't, it, like, it just, it's evolution of Cheesy. You know what I mean? Um, he cut himself a little wifey and that was it, and he just, he grown now. Yeah, he's growing. He's growing. He's changed him. But he, uh, no, I don't, that's not nice to give that credit. He's changed himself. So, like, I think again, he I changed think... himself to feel comfortable enough to get the wifey as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. He did a lot of self, you know, care 
lots of growth, things like that. And he talks about action. it on the um, he talks about it on this project as well. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, yeah, I, I'm comparing it to Two Chains and Ti. I would put this last. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Didn't have, didn't have as strong strong singles as those other projects um so yeah uh i'm my shout out song on this was my reputation it was a weird track but i kind of liked it agree on me like it was weird because of the features that were on that track um demi lovato and who's the other now and lil duval yeah, I had Lil Duval and Demi Lovato, but yeah, that was my soundtrack. I liked it. And I bopped it. Um, what about you guys? In the group early on, I said, I wrote that Cheesy really thought he was doing something with this album. Yeah, yeah. But he's not. <laughs> and I, I, somewhat, I somewhat stand by that, by that statement. And what I mean is that I think that he thought he was making some sort of black empowerment album and that everyone was falling in love with him as some sort of black leader because he made it. And no, it's not happening really. But don't you feel like um, that's just a general theme of all the rappers from Atlanta? Thing is, I feel like a lot of other rappers were doing this before. Like T.I. didn't just suddenly come out with this stuff in one album and be like, oh, now look at me, I'm, I'm going to be powering black people. He's been saying that for a long time. Lil Baby was surprising when he did it, but he did it relatively early in his career yeah. when he started coming on his black empowerment thing. Um, and a lot of others have done it too. So when he, even Two Chains, Two Chains have been talking about um, like financial literacy for a little while in his albums, and he's yeah. done things. Even when he did the um, Pretty Girls Love Trap Music um, album, he he bought the actual trap house, painted it pink, and he didn't even make it like a home for women to go to who like need a shelter or something like that. He's been doing things like that from before. I'm not to say that Jeezy never did anything in like is put in person or for people to help them. And I'm not aware of what he did, but maybe he did. But in his music, it wasn't talking like this. Even when he did make his songs that were a bit more, showing a bit more growth in him as a person. I'm pretty sure Jeezy's got, got a lot of um, foundations or has provided a lot of support. He, he, I find it very hard to believe that he hasn't, yeah. even if it's just for, for tax purposes. But anyway, okay, that's bad mind. I'm sure he does it for kinds of his heart. But I felt like the first half of the album really wasn't saying much. It was just talking a whole lot of the samey, samey thing, but I didn't really get any strong message from it. The second half of the album was a lot better, and it probably does start off on track nine, My Reputation, where you see the improvement. Um, my favourite tracks are probably Live and Die, or probably my actual standout was Therapy for My Soul. And in Therapy for My Soul, he's talking about a lot of the old situations that he's been in, and... I guess try to explain some of his actions um, in those situations. Yeah. But I just think to myself that I don't know. I, I think I, I think that I I I've always said that I need to believe what you say in your rhymes. Otherwise, I don't really want to hear it. If you call like you're a gang guy, but you're not really gang, I don't really want to hear that shit from you. And I feel like with Jeezy, I think that he, he clearly overstated a lot of the things that he was doing back in the day. Or if he wasn't, I don't really understand what he's talking about in Therapy for My Soul, because if he was really about that life to that extent, some of the reasoning he's given doesn't doesn't really make sense. Like if you're that cutthroat person, you know, if you don't, I don't take shit sort of person, 
and you wouldn't have been so malleable in, in your in your decision making in those in situations that he speaks on. But it's a, it's worth a listen, especially if you are someone that's familiar with Cheesy and remembers all the stuff because he he goes back to talking about some of those old situations with what he's made songs about before. Oh, for me, I'll, say- um, I'll, I'll go. Um, so, I found this album very bitty. So, what Matt was saying earlier about him, like, reimagining himself as, like, this new black leader sort of thing. You can kind of get that f- from the first track. And then if you look at the album art, it's, it's kind of like... really thinks it is Malcolm X or some shit. Yeah, like, it kind of reinforces that, uh, that, that thought. So... The album's a bit hit and miss. So when he's talking with substance, it's actually quite good. And some of those tracks where he does that are Live and Die, Therapy for My Soul, Oh Lord. But there's other tracks where, like track six, I, I I just don't get it. So... It's 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 a good album, but there's a bit of clutter in there and it doesn't feel as polished as it should. Like if it was, te- I feel like there's like five tracks you could take out and you could take those out. It would be a solid album. I I don't think it's that bad, but at the yeah. same time, I think it's a bit confused. And what do you think your standout track was? My standout track was Therapy for My Soul, but I really loved Live and Die, but I think that's the one where it's like a rip-off of Tupac's Living Down in LA. Yeah. So if I was to compare it to that, like, it just doesn't hold a candle to it. But at the same time, I, I do like the track. And I actually noticed you compare yourself to Park quite a lot in this album. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a good album, but it's just a bit conflicted for me. And I... I just, I just didn't get like a clear image on what on what he's trying to set out to achieve with this album, and I feel like it shouldn't have been a sequel to the recession. It should have just been a completely different thing. Yeah, it's so, got nothing to do with the first album. Even the topics are just completely different. He's not talking about um, people. It's just, it's just, I don't know what he's thinking. So yeah, so if he just, if it was just like, if he just called it Jeezy, like, like self, self, self titled, Jeezy. And it was him just reimagining himself. I think yeah. I could take it. I could, I could take it in just a different light. Or, or if there wasn't tracks talking about his old stuff, or I don't know. It's just pick pick a side that you want to go with and run with that and make that make that the content. Don't add tracks that completely disregard the other messages you're talking about and what you set out to achieve on the first track and from the album art. Like just yeah, just pick yeah. one avenue to go down, and I feel like that's where he's fallen short. So yeah, even if you wanted to add these tracks, they they could have been bonus tracks or something like that. So like you can just not have a bonus edition of the album, and you can still take it in its own right. So um, I like a lot of the tracks, yeah. but I just think it's not really a concise album. It's it's a bit of a mess. Afia, what was your thoughts? Um, I echo everything you guys have said already, you know, the consistency with the messaging was off. Um, I liked the, um, the track, the almighty black dollar. That was brilliant. Banger. I listened to that again and again. 
the rest of it, I agree with what Matt said. It was kind of like he thought he was doing something with this, you know, and I think in a way he did, but at the same time, it's not an album I'm going to listen to again and again. I do like the almighty black dollar though. That's a good tune. That's it really. Everything else I echo what you guys say. I think you're right. And he did try and land a message, but I think, the issue for me is it's falling on deaf ears. And like, as Matt mentioned, many other people have done it, obviously, throughout either throughout their careers or they've done it now, like, at, at a pivotal time, but they've, they've done it with, like, a big impact. And I feel like he's jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's how it felt to me as well. Not, not to discredit, and that may not be the case, but it just doesn't get the vibe of being genuine. However, I, I did get the feel that, you know... Like we were saying, he's had a lot of personal growth, and I did get that in there as well. When he talks about his personal growth, I did feel the sincerity in that. Yeah. And I guess, like, community-wise, he has been trying to do good. Mm-hmm. And every every album, he does have a, a sort of positive, uplifting track, somewhere sprinkled in it. But to be honest... Know. Yeah, go on. No, I was just saying, I don't know. Jeezy's just not an artist I, I, I'm checking for. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, like, if I, if I want this message, Maybe he's not the like, artist that comes to mind. His relevance is, like, ran its course, is that what you're saying? Actually, I'll take that back, because he did yeah. kill almost 2 million people for his life, so, yeah, he's definitely relevant. I feel like that was Gucci. That was because of the beef. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it was because of Gucci. And people wanted to see what Gucci would do. Because you know how sometimes Gucci can be unpredictable? Yeah. Well, he was just before it started, like, literally 24 hours. When was it? Just before, within, like, a few days before it started, he was saying some crazy out-of-pocket stuff. Who, so, Gucci? Yeah. I, I didn't even follow it, man. Because I, I didn't even watch the verses, but I, I saw the aftermath of just Gucci just, like, do well, this song. People were criticising Jeezy because they were like, how can he talk so reckless and then you'll get up on stage with him or whatever and do this, you know? So. Yes. I don't have an opinion on that either way. I think Jeezy's got to do what's right for him. So Good promotion, though. Good promotion for the album. It is. Business move. You know, speaking on, on after T.I.'s low record sales and now saying how he, he messed up the release because basically he could have done it after the verses, but all with Jeezy and... Like you know, seeing if it had a bit, had an impact on his on his sales, it'd be interesting to see how Jeezy's numbers do because, yeah, I'm expecting to be at least I don't know 60k maybe 50k, based on the fact that he's had this big exposure from the versus battle. But right, yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking on that number, apparently Meg's forecast to sell 60k. I think I don't even understand how it goes fully because I know that they sometimes take into account um. Other other songs, no, also the, the singles on the album, right? So I know that she has Savage on there, which she had a Beyonce that came out a while back, but it was on another project before. So I don't know how much that boosts her sales by me. Yeah. Is um rap is that her song or Cardi B song? Cardi. It's Cardi B's. Yeah. Okay. Cardi. Cool. Yeah. So like, if it's sixty k, that's going to be a massive disappointment. Massive. What for Meg? Mm, is that massive disappointment? I feel like to do 100k is a big number nowadays, isn't it? So, mm. like, 
I think what you need to look at is the drop off. Seventy-five is good now. I think I think the drop off is the biggest thing. If you got sixty k first weekend, it was like I don't know thirty or forty the following week. That's not bad. But if you have like sixty k and then seven k the following week, that's bad. I am, yeah. But like I said, it's not really about sales because the album's trash anyway. So whatever. Yeah. We'll see this is happens. the problem with hype. I wonder. I wonder who's going to sell more, her or French. Her. Mm. Hands down. Mm, interesting. Gonna do oh, Meg, Meg's definitely going to sell more than French. Yeah. Mm, interesting. We're going to be hearing that body tune all the way through till next summer. People are going to listen to Meg, even if it's just to hear what she had to say about um Sorry. about yeah yeah. Sorry, yeah. And also, like like Raffi said, there's just songs that girls could just listen to. Like they want to look in the mirror and be like, oh. Matt's gonna be in the corner of the mirror proving like yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I was doing yesterday. <laughs> oh man, well nah, seriously, um it's it's just I feel like people should do better, but we've done that album already. Cool. So yeah. what are we rating now we've GC? Come to the, oh yeah, yeah, rating. Is it rate it? Oh, say it, bro? Uh two. Two. So Jeezy gets two. My gosh! I was, I was gonna, I was gonna give it a three because it's, it's definitely better than French and Megan. Okay, you know what? You had to take it off, but that one's actually better than this. Okay, so it could be a three for me. I'd give it a three, a, 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 a average three. You know, yeah, a yeah, three. yeah. It's a low three, but a three. Okay, cool. So it's three then. Cool. All right. All right. What was All right that song, you guys? Say that again. Stand out song. Therapy for oh. my show. Show soul. Yeah, yeah we, said, we said our stand out song. Yeah, oh, like sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll close off by giving our socials one last time. Instagram, follow us on earsource underscore, Twitter, earsource underscore. Myself, Emmanuel, contact me on Twitter, uh, Emmanuel890, and Afia. Earsource.afia or afia.earsource. Hashtag, hashtag send dick pics. Mm. <laughs> Matt, next. Um, yeah, my Instagram is at Mr. Lee and my Twitter is at Mr. Matty Lee. The best for last. Um, oh, who's actually... last then? Who's that? Huh? Who's last then? It's not me, you, for seeing the best of all. Me, 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 me. So I actually tweet a lot of really cool stuff. Um, so my mm, Twitter sorry. is. <laughs> you don't even Matt, use Twitter. Matt, I was uh, oh, and it feels black. Gotcha. Anyway, um, it's at Lucy Clark underscore ten. I really don't tweet. I just retweet. So, yeah. All right cool. then. Thank you. Asos. Asos.